You're listening to an Axe Church sermon. If you haven't heard of Axe Church before, we are a church in Camas, Washington. You can check us out at axecamas.org. You can see what we're about and what we're up to. We're glad you're listening today and hope you enjoy this sermon. Today is actually a special day, and I'm going to tell you why. It has been two years since we opened Axe Church. Yeah. We're two years old. We're kind of stumbling around. We're walking, but it's, it's not, uh, our, our walk may not be as strong as it needs to be, uh, but we're, we're getting somewhere. And, uh, you know, it's actually, I think the 15th was our anniversary, but this is the Sunday that uh, we're going we're gonna to celebrate. And we're going to do some things today. We got some stuff for you um, uh, in terms of some people that are going to talk and so on. But I, I just want to take a second and, and have you think about the fact that beyond what happens here on a Sunday morning, which actually takes a lot of work, there is stuff going on all throughout the week, both with events in the church and with people interacting with one another. I just want to take a second to thank some people, a few people. I want to thank all the volunteers. In the last two years, many of you, if not most of you, have volunteered to do something. The givers, those who are being faithful with their tithes, with their offerings, giving to the Lord's work. The faithful workers, those of you who just, who just are faithful, who just stick it out even when you want to quit and you keep going. The attenders, people who show up on Sunday, even when it's easier to sleep in or listen to the sermon later so you can sleep, however that works for you. Um, the life group leaders, the elders, the deacons, the Axe Kids volunteers, because dang, okay? Those who have to set up, those who have helped us break down, those who have prayed those who have visited the sick, those who have made coffee, those who have brought a meal to others, those who work with the youth because double dang, um, for those of you who have been there, those who plan and attend and work with the women's events and the men's events, those who have gone to Honduras, those who donate to the Philippines, those who play in the worship band, those who have picked up trash, those who have cleaned toilets, those who greet on Sunday mornings, those who prepare communion, those who text their brothers and sisters encouragement and prayer during the week those who counsel one another, those who love people who are feeling unloved, those who have opened their homes, those who have opened their hearts. And I, and I want to thank the staff who work so hard each week to serve this body and the power of the Holy Spirit and all these things and many more, because I could only go on for so long, are what Jesus does through us. These are all things, and some of them may seem small, or when we're doing it, they may seem insignificant, but the fact is, is that all those things are what Jesus is doing through us for each other and for those in this community, and they're so important, and I know that I, I don't enough probably come up here and just say thank you and how grateful I am. It's, uh, it's unbelievable when I think about how many moving parts go on in this body, how many different things are happening, how many people are in each other's lives doing different things, how many things it takes to make an event happen, and you guys have been faithful You've sacrificed to do something because the Lord has called you to do it. And I love this church, and I love that we're not the kind of church that's very top-down and like, oh, there's this person or there's these people who are sort of here, and everybody else is sort of down here, but we all are like side-by-side together. We've talked about the shield wall, working together as a unit, as the body of Christ, and there's only one who's at the top, and that's Jesus. And, And as long as we stay that way, this is going to be something special. This is going to continue to be something special. And so, um, you know, why do we do this? Why do we 
come here on a Sunday morning and invade this middle school and hang out and listen to music and, and listen to people talk and that type of thing. Why do we do this? We can never forget our mission. We've talked about this before. Our mission is given to us by Christ in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. Now, the therefore is therefore a reason, right? He's saying, because of what I just said, that's why you should do what I'm about to say. Therefore, I have all the authority. Because of that, you should go. In other words, I'm granting you my authority to go and do what? Make disciples of all the nations. That's us. From where he was standing at the time, we are all the nations. Baptizing them, I don't mean we're all the nations, I just mean we were very far from where he was standing. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Listen, we follow Jesus in his authority, making disciples for him. Now I say, what could be better? And you may be thinking, I don't know, ice cream? Um, there's a lot of things that I can think of that would be better, maybe, but that's only if you haven't seen what Jesus does when, when disciples are made for him, what he does in their lives. Because if you've seen that, it's, it's beyond belief. And you're going to get to see a little bit today. But there's so much hope in that. And if there's anything we need right now, and as long as we're in this fallen world, it's hope. It's hope. And so, you know, I would talk about where we're going as a church, but I'm actually saving that. We're going to have an event, hopefully next month, um, with, with you all. We're, going to, we're trying to put something together that's sort of semi-formal so that you guys can see Kevin David in, in like a tie or at least a polo shirt. Yeah. We're going to try to do something where we get together and we sort of have a semi-formal night as a family. Those, those who are part of Acts Church come together, and we're going to talk about the property the building, all of that kind of stuff, among, among other things, about where God's taken us to church. So I don't want to spend a lot of time with that today, but I want to concentrate in this, in our two-year anniversary, on actually what seems kind of strange, because I could come out here and tell you about the people who have been saved. I could come out here and tell you about the people whose lives have been changed, whose marriages have been saved. I could come, I'd tell you about the people we've baptized. I could tell you about the people who have experienced things like they've never experienced before because of the work that the Lord has done through you all. And you'll get a chance to hear some of that a little bit later. But what I actually want to talk about is actually the hard times. I actually want to talk about the hard times. Surprise, surprise with me, right? Um, how do we grow? How do we grow? Let me, let me read something to you. This is John 15, verses 1 and 2. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it bear, may bear more fruit. Now, you can see the picture that's up with this verse. How many of you think that what's about to happen to that vine looks comfortable, if that was to be you? It's not, right? It's about to get snapped in half. And yet, who is it that's getting pruned? Not the bad vines, the good ones. If you're bearing fruit, your reward is you get snapped off. Now, that may seem really bad, but there's a reason for it. Because in order for fruit to grow and to get more and more, for those of you who have great vines, I don't know if any of you do, um, but if not, you know, I don't either. But here's what I know. In order for it to continue to thrive and produce, a good branch has to be pruned. 
Got to make it through that winter. Got to come back and, be, and, and, and go somewhere. But pruning hurts, right? It should hurt. It, it must hurt. It must hurt. But there's a reason that we go through it. And so one of the things that I've noticed, you know, because I was an attorney before, and so everyone I was around was hurting. But at least they had money. Um, I'm kidding. Lawyers don't think like that. Um, no. Everyone that I was around hurting here, it's a little bit different. Since I've been a pastor, I've, I've watched, and I watch when people go through things and the struggle. Because those who aren't in Christ and don't know him and they go through bad things, they sort of expect it. Oftentimes, especially in my criminal practice, they know exactly why they have trouble. Um, and, and so it's, it's one of those things. But sometimes there are people who really are trying. They're really doing what they can to walk in the Lord, and they go through trouble, and they wonder why, how, what does it mean? And I do too. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you that this verse, this is part of the answer. There's a reason why Acts Church, as we've been growing for two years, has had a decent amount of pruning. Amen? We've had a decent amount of pruning. A decent amount of pruning in our lives as individuals, for the church kind of as a whole. We've, we've experienced some of this, and it hurts. But here's the thing. The ones that are getting pruned are the ones that are bearing fruit. It's because God is using us to bear fruit that he's going to prune us. It's like anything. We've talked about this before. You're getting nowhere, nowhere without the hard work, nowhere without the pain. And so while many of us have gone through many things, we've lost people, right? We've got people who are sick. We've got, you know, John Ware is sitting in the hospital right now. We don't know what the end of that is going to be. He's got cancer, one of our elders. We've, we've experienced a lot of things, difficulties, sin, having to overcome a number of things. And yet the Lord has been faithful. But because of the nature of this church and because of, I think, what God wants to do with it, maybe we experience more pruning than a lot of us are feeling like we're ready to handle. Um, it's hard. We come in here and we set this whole place up every Sunday, and that takes a lot of work, and then we tear it all down, and that takes a lot of work, and I think sometimes we wonder, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? We do it because we have a mission. It's not for us. It's for those that would come in here, that we can show them an excellence in what we're doing, that we're doing our best, because we're serious about this. We're serious about Scripture. We're serious about what God is doing in our lives, and it's hard. It's hard. And this is what Jesus says a little bit later in verse 5. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Same, same uh, analogy, right? He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So it's not just that we're pruned, but that we have to remain in Christ. Abiding in him. Living in him. Just being in Christ. Because if we don't do that... If when we get pruned, we separate, oh, now we're really in trouble. If we get pruned, we press in. We might be okay. We will be okay. We'll bear much fruit. He tells us that. He promises us that. So we have to abide in him. So what is your call? And again, we're going to talk about some of the good stuff in a minute. I'm talking about the hard times because I think it's important. And I don't think that we'll ever stop, to be, stop being pruned. I think that you, regardless of the size of the church, the number of people that ever come to this church, those that he's called early, those of you who are sitting here now, you know, you, you're, you're a part of this, right? You understand that. Uh, you belong here. 
And because you belong here in this part of what's happening here, you're going to be the ones who are probably going to experience the most pruning because you're the base. You're the, you're the center of what God's doing. You're that, you're, that, you're that base of people that God's going to do a work through. And so I expect you to continue to deal with pruning over time in your life. And what is your call? It's to continue to fight the good fight. The culture is not making it easy. The culture is going a direction in many ways, not in every way, but in many ways that is away from the mind of Christ, that is away from the things that we're called to do, from, away from the, the teaching people the things that Jesus has commanded. But as that happens, more and more people are going to see the bankruptcy of that, and they're going to be looking for some truth. And there is only one truth, and that's Jesus Christ, and that's where you come in. That's where the church comes in. And so we've got to fight, continue to fight the good fight and to finish the race. And here's the thing. From time to time, we might experience weariness. I don't know if any of you ever experienced that. I don't know if any of you ever thought, those of you who come in here to set up on a Sunday morning or something like that, boy, it would sure be nice to show up at 10, 15, or whatever, right, instead of at 8 in the morning to, to set up. I'm weary. I'm weird, but here's the thing. Here's what Scripture tells us. Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. Now, why would this verse be here talking about don't grow weary unless when you're doing good there's a temptation to grow weary? It wouldn't have to be there to tell us anything if, if we never had that temptation. If, we never, if it was never there that we were going to grow weary, they wouldn't tell, be telling us about it. It's because the Lord knows that as you're working, as you're pushing, as you're pressing, you're going to grow weary. You're going to grow weary. And he's saying, don't. Don't grow weary. Because if you won't lose heart, in due season, God is going to provide a harvest and you're going to get to be a part of it. Don't stop abiding in him. Don't get mad that you're being pruned. Don't get, don't get upset that it's difficult. Recognize that that means something. That if God's willing to give you the difficulty, he must have given you the ability to deal with it. And he'll give you the power to deal with it. Have you ever quit something that you were supposed to do, that you knew you were supposed to do, but you quit? How did that feel? I mean, just think about how that felt for a moment if you've ever done that. Have you ever finished something that you desperately wanted to quit, but you stuck it out and finished. How did that feel? We have been given a task, and it is our task, those of you sitting in this room right now. It's not my task or just the elder's task or just the staff's task or something like that. It's our task. It's our task. We've been studying the ministry that, that Jesus laid out for Paul in the book of Acts lately. And if you remember in the, the passage from chapter 20 of Acts, it said this. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. That's got to be us. I can tell you, I can tell you this. We will have trouble. We will have tribulation. It cannot move us. It cannot move us. So far it hasn't. For those of you who are sitting here, 
who have stuck it out for two years. You've seen both the good and the bad, and you've recognized what the Lord is doing. And you keep pushing, and all I'm saying is, look, what is it going to take? What do you need to be re-energized? Let me tell you what you need to be re-energized if you're feeling weary. You need Jesus. You need to abide in Jesus every day, every hour, every second, every breath. You've got to be re-energized by Jesus one day at a time. Listen, Jesus used little David to beat Goliath. The whole army of Israel, they were all wusses. They were all afraid. They didn't trust the Lord. This guy, this giant, is defying God, and David is the one. Not that he had faith in himself. He knew he was little. He knew he could just, he knew that in, in man's wisdom he could never do it, but in God's wisdom he could. When Gideon goes to war with eventually 300 against all these Midianites, God can use anything, a small church, an individual, to do amazing things. And he has done so many times. And in fact, I think it's the way he prefers to work for a reason. Because I don't ever want us to mistake what God's going to do through Acts Church, Lord willing, with it being about us and how cool we are and how good looking we are and how powerful we are and how smart we are and how whatever. It will never be that. But if we will not grow weary, we will in due season reap a harvest that he's going to make happen. But you've got to be faithful. You've got to be faithful. I know the feeling of weariness and I know the reviving strength of abiding in Jesus. I know both of them. And one of the ways that I'm encouraged, one of the ways that I'm revived is to see what the Lord is doing in the lives of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, this morning, you're going to get a chance to hear a few stories from a few people. And we're going to see what are the results so far. What have we seen? And you're just getting a, a small portion, a small portion. What are the results? What has God, what has God done through all of you, your brothers and sisters at Acts Church, in the lives of people here. Why is it important to be here? You're going to see that answered. Why is it important to continue to press into the kingdom of God? You're going to see that answered. And so listen to the stories of those at Acts Church who have been affected by Jesus. So I'm going to call up Shaylee, if you guys could give her a hand. So... um. I'm Shaylee. <laughs> I've been uh, coming to Axe Church for a little over a year, um, and I vividly remember the day that I walked in to the other elementary school that we were in, because um, I just, I grew up in church, and I went to Portland Christian School, like I was just surrounded by God, <laughs> um, and I never really had like a connection, if that makes sense. Um, and so when I walked into Acts Church the first time, I instantly was just like, there was something in me that was like, this is where you need to be. Um, and so I just kept coming, and here I am. Um, but um, since coming to Acts, I've just had so many things happen in my life um, that the Lord, I, it's only God that's done it for me. So um, one of those things is um, he's opened up my heart, I guess I would say, to kind of learn a little bit more um, about him. Um, I was one of those people that went to church and like I would memorize Bible verses and I would know stuff, but there was no real connection there and I didn't really comprehend anything. And so since coming to Acts, you know, we delve really deep into information about the Bible and what's been happening and the history of the church and 
And uh, I never was really super interested in that. And now all of a sudden, God's like, this is, this is something to learn. So um, he's, he's done that for me since I've come here. Um, and not only that, but the church body has also moved me. Um, this church body, like, we are a family. <laughs> like, we are all so connected. Um, and I just, I love it so much because I, I walk into this church and there's always at least, like, five people that are like, hey, how are you? And um, I love that feeling. I love being part of a community. And that's what this church is. And we're very grounded in that. So um, that's really exciting for me. I have to reference my notes. Um, so anyway, um, one of the questions, uh, there was like a guideline, (laughs) because I would just ramble, but, um, one of the questions was, uh, what's, what opportunities have you had to use your gifts? Um, and usually I'm on the worship team singing, so that's, you know, that, um, but it's just, I was kind of like stuck on that question because, my gifts, like, I always thought, like, oh, I can sing. Like, that's cool. Um, But since coming to Acts, I've actually realized I have a lot of gifts and passions I didn't know I had that Acts Church has, like, opened up for me. Like, um, because of sitting here every Sunday and coming to Life Group and, and everything else, the women's ministry, going to women's retreat, like, I just realized so many things that I love that I'm able to do and the cool thing about this church is they'll find something for you. Like, whatever your gift is, they're going to find a place for you um, so you can use that gift because that's what you're supposed to do. You use your gifts to service, you know, the church body and, and make disciples. And so um, I'm really appreciative of that. The only thing I'm waiting for is, like, a softball team or, like, a flag football team. <laughs> then I can really use my gifts. Um, just kidding. <laughs> so, um, but... What I see for Acts, like, in the future, my hope for this church body is that we grow, but we also maintain, I guess, the personality that we have um, of seeking truth and covering all of the truth. It's not just like a frou-frou, God loves you, Jesus is great, but it's, you know, I mean, you guys have seen the posts on Facebook that hell is real. Like, we cover that stuff, too, and it's, you know, sometimes not the popular thing in our culture to talk about the down stuff, but that's what this church is. We're, we're constantly telling the truth to people, and so my hope for this church is that we continue to grow, um, you know, and reach more people, but we maintain this truth-seeking personality that we have. Um, and then um, um, I was asked to share, like, what I've experienced in, like, since coming here that I've never experienced before with the Lord. And um, I, I got up this morning and I prayed about it because I still was, I was like, I don't know what I've really experienced. But um, this morning it was revealed to me that um, I've experienced a lot of uncomfortable feelings, which is kind of funny that we were talking about it. Um, but I've been very uncomfortable um, only because, <laughs> I mean, don't laugh at me. Um, I've been uncomfortable in, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, you're making me uncomfortable. It's awkward. Um, but I've been uncomfortable in a really good way. Like I'm growing, like, you know, how pastor David always talks about how sit-ups hurt. (laughs) Okay. Like it's, it's a real thing. It's uncomfortable. It hurts to, to, to grow. And I've done a lot of that in the last year because of this church. Um, 
And it's also brought a lot of love into my life because it's not easy for me. It has not been easy for me in the past to love people easily. Um, but I have a new love for what I believe and I have a love for myself because of that. And I have a love for other people that I want to give away. Um, and I've never experienced that before. So um, that's, that's my take on Axe. Axe Church will make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Bumper stickers next week. So. <laughs> Thank you, Shaylee, I think. Thank you. Um, so uh, Glenn and Julie Cook, some of you know, um, and they are somewhere. There she is. The important one's up. Oh, there's Lynn, too. All right. They're going to share with you this morning also. Uh, so I have no idea where to begin. So much is going through my head when trying to think about what to speak, what to talk about. Uh, basically, growth and pruning. And here it is again that that's what David brought up before with the sermon. So I echo everything he said. Um, Acts Church has taught me how to grow, has shown me love, acceptance, um, has given me so many opportunities to grow in the Lord, to understand the Lord, from youth group to women's ministry to my family, to friendship in general, to community, joy. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. Um, and so the most recent thing he's taught me is more about what it means to give it up to God. It's been a very rough six weeks. Um, and I know that I've grown in the last six weeks trying to just let God um, let go of the, of the situation. I like to care for people. I like to take control and do what I can to make it okay. And there was nothing I could do. Um, so I've had lots of, lots of ups and downs, lots of talking with God from the, why is this happening in our family? I don't understand. I know that you're going to use it for good. And the community here at Axe Church to be able to help me get through that has just been incredible. So I hope that all of you feel and experience that because there's just nothing like family. There's nothing like friends and there's obviously nothing like God to, to help you through. And now we're starting to get on the other side of this and just the blessings and thankfulness for God that I have today that wasn't there six weeks ago is just wonderful. So, Lord, here is my heart. Um, I, you know, I, I talk a lot at Acts Church, but I'll just share something um, uh, that, that's going on inside of me personally, is there's the last verse in the book of John, First John, sorry, that says, little children, keep yourself from idols. It's like almost a tag verse. And the whole book of First John is about walking with the Lord and being intimate. And in my own personal life, the Lord has shown me in places where, you know, David likes to refer to them as functional idols, things that I'm holding on to. Because one thing about me is I love the concept of security. I loved the fact of being secure. And the Lord has slowly but surely has revealed to me over the last couple of years, you were putting your hopes in this. Put your hope in me. And um, 
I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, there is a joy that is building inside of me. As I learn how to, I, I, and I'll be honest with you, after decades of being a believer, to lay down things at a very deep level and say, Jesus, I trust you. No matter what happens to me, the worst thing that can happen to me, I'm still in your hands. And there's a concept of knowing that here, but when it begins to go from here to here. And I want to just say, and I'm not just saying this just because, just to say it, but this body has been incredibly important to me. From the life group, from the relationships, I see all of you serve. And I know what the Lord is doing, and I'm so very thankful for that. And I just got to say, you know, as I, as I wrap this up, that in the last couple of years, I trust Jesus more than I did two years ago. And I really like the way that feels. All right. So here's two of my uh, favorite Washugalites, uh, Todd and Lori Roy. You're giving them a hand. Come on up. No. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try to keep this short. I went through David's list that he wanted us to think about before we came up and spoke, and I was drawing a blank on a lot of it. Um, so I just prayed and prayed and prayed that God would give me the right words, and I hope he does. So here they go. <laughs> um, I grew up believing there was a God. I was raised Catholic, um, but I didn't know God. I believed there was one, but I didn't really know him. As I got older, um, I had more faith in myself. I had less and less faith in people, in anyone really truly being able to love me. Um, so I had this armor. No one needed to love me. I loved myself. I was all I needed. I was strong. I was intelligent. I was capable. I could do anything I set my mind to. We moved out here, and that's, that's been pretty much my whole adult life. We moved out here, and the, my, my, my daughter went from going to a really small school to a large school, and we were struggling with our relationship, and we were struggling with what was the... the secular teachings in the school and the kids that she was associating with and nothing, just, just this culture out here. It was very different and it was making, it was, it was helping me and my daughter to grow further and further apart. So I needed a different influence for her. This wasn't for me. I didn't need anything, right? I was, I was good. I was totally good. She needed it. So we decided to go to church so she could learn some manners, <laughs> right? I think, I think I, although it has affected our whole family, I think that God made me think that I needed to teach her some manners so that I could be placed here among you. Because you guys have taught me what it's like to really be loved. Every single time I am in front of any one of you, I see God's love through you and it's coming at me, and I know that he's there, and I know that he loves me, 
in the last two years, I have more and more and more given myself over to his love and have let less, I've let more and more of myself slip away. I am loved by people and I want to love people and I want to be better and I want that relationship with him. I burn to have that relationship with him. And without this church and without God using my stubbornness and my thinking I knew everything about what my daughter needed, he helped me find you. He helped me find my way back, my way to him, because I was never really there. And that's what X Church has done for me. You guys are a truly God-loving church, and Jesus is speaking through all of you every day. Thank you. Thank you. When David asked us to do this, um, I asked him if this was a paid speaking role. And he said, yes. And so, Todd, make my check out to Lori Roy. I owe her money. <laughs> and uh, no, really, he said he would pay attention. So I said, all right, that'll be, that'll be good enough. Um, but along those lines, it's been great. I mean, you guys just say, uh, when David says he'd pay attention, and I, I love your quick wit, David, and how smart you are, it's been amazing. Um, everybody has paid attention to us from day one. And I mean that, I um, mean, it's so incredible. Um, Glenn and Julie befriended us right away and just the relationship that we've been able to build, Scott and Melanie, James and Janelle, there's so many people. Daryl, I love you, man. Um, and I could go on and on, I know, forgive me if I leave some people out. There's so many of you that, that we love so much. We're gonna miss you. Uh, the Conrads, yeah, don't. I meant to say you first. <laughs> no, I'm teasing everybody. I love you guys. Um, but just the word, I mean, from David, very initial, when he got here, you know, uh, it's about the same time we started coming, and we're so blessed because of him and his knowledge and what he brings to us as a body, just digging into the true word of God. And when, when he says that people here love you, if you're new here, they love you because Jesus loves them, and Jesus loves you too. It, he means it, and you can see it, and it was real with us. Um, contemplate just the growth that we've been able to learn. What does the Bible say? I grew up in a Baptist church and just ran my own way for years and years until we came here and was a part of what David's doing here with this group. And uh, so I, I just am so blessed with what we've been able to learn in conversations because this world is fallen, evil. People just believe crazy things. Invite everybody you know to church. You know, we've invited people to come, and if they don't come back, that's on David. That's not on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but just invite your people friends and family. <laughs> you know, seriously, this, this place is full of love and it's full of the truth and the truth is sweet to the ear when you hear it and everybody needs to hear it, man. Uh, just the growth that we've been able to, uh, to accumulate from, from David and from you guys has been so overwhelming. And I am just so blessed to be a part of this church with you guys. <clears throat> yeah, you bring them in and I'll run them out. That's, 
That's my job. So, no, it is a blessing. Um, and that is, you know, Todd's brought up something important. That, you know, the elders of this church take, take what we do in teaching very seriously. Um, it's, not, it's not a secondary thing. It's a, it's a really primary thing because what we learn and what we think drives what we're going to do. It really does. Our actions are driven by what the Lord does in our heart and our mind. So um, I'm going to call up uh, John and Brandy Robinson. No relation to me, um, but they have a great last name. Come on up. Okay. Um, well, I want to kind of start by sharing kind of a little bit of my walk with God. Um, a couple years back, I had an encounter um, where I just kind of I felt God's love kind of in its purest form, and it um, made me realize that I had fear and inadequacy that would go through my, you know, fill me when I would have encounters with people. And um, it's from that day forward, it's, um, it's um, I guess, been amazing to be able to see that and work through that. And um, so it's kind of been my mission to just love people, you know, without that, without the fear and adequacy, just, it's just real. And um, so the church we went to before this, it was, um, as Pastor Dave would say, kind of had the buffet, you know, it had everything to offer, you know, and everything for our kids and our family, and it just didn't feel right. And uh, so then we decided to um, move here, and it has just been such a blessing. And um, I realized it was God's call for us to serve and to love people, and it has just been <laughs> just so amazing. And I sat down with Pastor Dave and went, went through... Um, kind of spiritual giftings, and um, so blessed that they um, asked us to be life group leaders, and so now I just feel like it's kind of like a puzzle piece that has just finally fit into a puzzle, and I'm just so blessed to be able to serve um, the Lord in that way, and kind of step out of my comfort zone, and love on people, and <laughs> I guess be here, and I'm just so excited for what, um, you know, what God has for Acts Church moving forward. Um, I want to encourage everybody to love. I mean, that's going to be the basis for this church, just loving each other. Um, and I'm just really excited to be here and be part of all of it. Um, I've been asked a couple of times this morning, John, why are you walking funny? I got rear-ended on Friday. So, yes, I did. I am walking a little bit funny. And I share that not because I want sympathy, but because I was sitting in front of the doctor because my back was hurting a little bit, and not three minutes into the conversation, we're talking about Axe Church. <clears throat> it's like, can't hold me back, can't stop me. I want to talk about it all day long because I have had relationships with churches. Uh, relationship is probably not the right word. I had a place I sat on Sunday mornings, and uh, despite, you know, this sort of adversarial, sometimes I veiled myself, maybe it didn't work out, I probably could have put in more, you know, it's just, it, it, it didn't click, kind of like my lovely wife Randy said. And um, yet things have been so natural here, it's been awesome, and I think of it sort of like we get the newest phone, and what's the first thing we do? We start telling people about it. We see people, and it's like, guess what phone I just got, or guess what car I just got, you know, and how different is it to be at a place where it's like, let me tell you about the church I go to. It's amazing. And I would rather tell someone about the church I go to than any phone I got. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Hunter picks on me because I say the, the line all this time, it's just stuff. 
It's just stuff. This is something I'm really passionate about. I love doing life group every Thursday. It's like if we have a time where we can't go, schedule conflict comes up every once in a while, we can't make it. It's like, oh, man, I was really looking forward to it. I love getting together with everybody. And I had this conversation, if Pastor Dave doesn't mind me sharing, and it doesn't matter because I'm going to anyway. Uh, <laughs> a couple, yeah, about a year and a half ago, he and I were sitting and talking, and it was kind of like something just clicked. And and I realized that this is where I wanted to be. I had met some of the people. I had gotten a feel for what was going on spiritually uh, at this church. And, and I got to the point where I said, I'm in. And it was the first time I had ever looked at someone. I looked at Pastor Dave and I said, what do you want me to do? Just, I'm in. No restrictions. Let me know. And over the course of the last about, about year and a half, a couple years, whatever it's been, um, we have gotten much more involved and felt really enveloped. Uh, we're doing life groups every Thursday night, Salmon Creek, if you want to come. Um, you know, woo! Uh, but there's, there's all this great stuff going on, which has really led me on a personal level to feel like way more than the newest phone or the newest, you know, car or the newest whatever going on in your life. This is something that I feel really proud of and has done a lot of uh, work in my life where I've gotten the opportunity to get to know uh, lots of wonderful people. I don't look forward to seeing as many butts in seats as possible. I don't think you can say butt in church. Sorry about that. But, you know, it's, it's seeing the faces and giving the hugs and the handshakes and knowing what's going on in people's lives has really been a, a huge blessing for us. Um, I wanted to share a quick verse, and I think it ties into, you know, not just the good times, but the difficult things that we go through um, as a church. Ooh, wrong finger. Fingerprint unlocked. And so... Uh, I want to share a verse out of Romans real quick. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know that we, what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And to finish it off, a very famous verse, Romans 8:28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And so I think about my relationship with Acts Church is one where beyond all human understanding, things just come together. And the people and the love, we've been called to love God, we've been called to love each other. It's, it's a call to action. And it's something I feel proud of and love bragging about and talking about. So I just kind of think back to this time where I'm sitting in, in the doctor's office, you know, three minutes in, I'm telling them about the church I go to. And I just want everybody to have that level of engagement and pride and love for what's going on here. And uh, that was something I was hoping to share with you this morning. Thank you. Oh. Just one second. I just have to share this. I, you know, I was born and raised in the church and been coming my whole life. And it used to be, okay, this is what you're supposed to do on Sunday. So you do it because you're supposed to. But I have just this... I just love coming here. It is because I love it. I miss it. If I can't get here, it's like a hole in my life. So, you know, if you get to that point in your walk where coming to church like that is feels like that, it's such a blessing. So just, I guess, keep...
pursuing. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. So anyway. Yeah, I remember when John said, just tell me what you want me to do. And I had the cleanest car for the next year. It was <laughs> incredible. And thank John for that again. Um, boy can use some wax. So the next people, last people, because we are running low on time, that we'll have come and visit are actually um, two of the hardest working people that I know, and also two of the people who avoid the spotlight more than anyone I know. I mean, you cannot, they're hiding. They're like scurrying into the corner because they, they don't look for any kind of, of uh, you know, attention. And yet they're just such hard workers. They just love all of you so much and they pray for you and they think about you and they work hard for you. And it's Dave and Susan Vanderplug. So come on up. And Susan loves to speak in public, so make her feel really uncomfortable. This is really uncomfortable, Shaylee. <laughs> in a good way. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know if going last is good or bad because right. the butterflies have just worked up, but I've got to enjoy all of your stories and wow, you guys are amazing. <laughs> I could connect with something each one of you said. I'm like, that's what I was going to say, but I can't say it that well. <laughs> um, I guess what I want to share is, personally for me, I grew up in the church like a few of you have shared, and church had just become something that I was just going through the motions, and um, I would just do it weekly, and and then we would hit a rough patch, and I kind of would pull back and put up some barriers and um, just stop engaging with people below, or just, you know, keeping it at surface level or above. And, um, but over the last couple of years, um, I've just been being pulled out of that shell and um, just wanting to connect with people and feeling God just pushing me, tugging me, you know, whatever it took. Um, to get me to not just come here and do the work each week or during the week, but to um, put time into you guys and, <laughs> and get to know you and not just serve beside you, but um, be praying for you more and um, getting to know you, asking deeper questions. Um, I need my notes. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to ramble. <laughs> um, and we went through the step study, and that just kind of forced me to kind of process also why I would put up barriers and pull back and feeling inadequate, like Brandy shared. And um, But yeah, God has just been pushing me deeper, and not just with the church body, but with my relationship with God. Um, I'd just kind of been, you know, going along, and um, in this church, I felt uncomfortable a lot, and like, this is not what it's supposed to be. I'm 40-something years old. <laughs> I should, you know, have this down and know, I should have a deeper connection with God. And um, yeah, I've just been really been encouraged by all of you. And I'm feeling God just pulling me there and waiting on me. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we took notes on the same page. <laughs> You didn't have to go last. <laughs> I'll go last. <laughs> so, yeah, we do avoid the spotlight. And we have these um, Sundays where we share the mic uh, and allow us in the, um, in the seats to bless each other. And always, always, always on those weeks, I, I feel very, very blessed. And David's always saying, 
if you feel those butterflies coming up, that's the Holy Spirit telling you to talk and say something. And it always as butterflies are coming up, it's like, I should say something. But there's never any shortage of uh, people being willing to share. So I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to. <laughs> you guys do so good. Um, but uh, you can't avoid it forever. Eventually, David will ask you to come up and talk. Uh, you can say no aloud, yeah, but eventually, you know, he'll schedule you. <laughs> so, you know, in the last two years since we started Axe Church, which was uh, basically born out of a, an act of pruning, um, so that was in itself uh, a painful experience. But since that time, God has worked in my personal life as well, kind of bringing some things to the surface uh, that had been, uh, you know, growing some, some evil or bad seeds that have been growing in my heart. And, um, things have been pretty comfortable, all, all, you know, for most of my life. Things come fairly easy. I don't have to work too hard for um, good stuff to happen. I don't, you know, it's a lot of stuff. Um, my life has been good. I'm, I'm blessed beyond um, what I deserve, you know. Um, but at the same time that we were uh, pruning here at uh, becoming Axe Church, um, my work, at my work, things were changing, and there was some stuff going on, and, and the stress level at my work was, was getting much uh, greater. Uh, and kind of the person I am is um, I don't like to ask for help, I don't know why that is. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I don't know if I, I think it's a weakness or something. I don't know what it is, but I just, I just, I have trouble asking for help. It's like, I can do it, you know, and sometimes it's like, well, it's just easier if I just do it because I don't have to show you and, and you know, you're going to do it wrong anyway. So there's, you know, <laughs> I, you know, so it's a, not a good thing in, in my heart either, but um, things were, things were getting really stressful at work and, um, and God was just breaking me down. Um, I was breaking me down. Um, Dr. David has always said so profoundly, um, God does not work in one person's life in one way at one time. It's so many things are going on at all the time. And a lot of this stuff was happening in order to set this up so that I could get the help and support that I needed um, to actually um, move forward in my, in my, in my life. And um, so as this was going forward, uh, this class was able to dig into my life uh, with, I mean, the, the people that God placed in my life with John and Sherry and um, just not giving up, you know, just like <laughs> we talk about things that are going on and they're like, okay, so what's really going on, you know, and it would never, it would never be. It can't just go, okay, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine, it's going to be okay. Uh, so the Lord really broke me down, and he used uh, the people of Acts Church to do that, and I finally was able to say, I need help. I need support. And it's not, it's not like, you know, I need someone to, you know, tell me what I need to do. It's just you need people there to love you through what you're going through. You need people who you know see you who you really are, even though you yourself are not seeing that. Um, so that is just, it's, yeah, 
so freeing to be able to get that um, view of yourself uh, within the, the family that you have uh, and not feel like an outcast, not feel like, well, pff, he did that. <laughs> I would never do that, you know. So, you know, and I just, I felt so loved through the time that when I had to kind of, I, I couldn't do it on my, on my own. Basically, the job that I had was more than I could handle, and it finally took kind of understanding who I was to then be able to step back Give that, give that job up, you know, kind of go back to where I, I was uh, and not feel like less, you know, because when you, you're looking for advancement in the job and then you have to step back, it's an ego, you know, thing that just, it hurts. But at the same time, you, you understand uh, more of who you are as a person. And, um, and God has used the, the, my family here at Axe Church to... Um, Show me that that's not where I get my value. You know, I don't get my value in, in what I do at my job and what I do or where I fail. Um, but it's, it's God has it's intrinsically given us value, and everybody here can see that. And it's just, yeah, that's kind of the cool thing. And so, you know, kind of the, the part about, you know, where do I see Acts Church in the future is I just, I see a growing, thriving church that just, can love each other more than on the surface. But, you know, whether it's here, I mean, it's not going to be here forever. We're going to, to move forward. Um, sometimes I kind of think maybe it's my fault a little bit because that we'll be here because if God's not doing one thing for one person at one time. When we were meeting in the building, that's kind of when things were going stagnant for me. So God needed to shake me up. So he's like, I got to shake it up. Let's get Dave back in the school, setting things up. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> We're doing all this so that, you know, God can shake me out of this. But, yeah, I just, I'm really excited for um, what God's going to do with um, who we are. So. so it's your fault. All right. Well, hey, I forgive you. Um, I'm going to ask the band to come on up because we're out of time, and I'm going to just say a couple more things as they're getting set up. Plug in. If you're not plugged in to Acts Church, plug in. Invite people. Revive yourself by plugging into and abiding in Christ. Uh, the stories that you heard are just regular people telling regular stories of what God has done in their life in the last couple of years. And I can tell you that I've seen them plus many, many others. I didn't even just pick the ones who I thought would be the most whatever. I just had a big, really long list, and I was like, okay, these ones. Because I don't know anybody that's been here for the last two years that doesn't have a story like that. I don't know anybody that's been here since Acts Church started that couldn't say, this has been an incredible two years in my walk with the Lord. Um, and so I just, I encourage you to invite people. I encourage you to press in. The burden is light. The yoke is easy. This is what Jesus says to us in Scripture. Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Do you all know what a yoke is? It's not the thing in the egg, Glenn. Okay? That's not what I'm talking about. 
That is a yoke or a yoke, as some people say. The yoke is the thing they put on the oxen, right? It's on both of their shoulders. If Jesus is saying, is there anybody in life that you would rather have in the other part of the yoke than Jesus? He's saying, listen, put your burden on me. Put your burden on me. I understand that some of you are heavy laden and some of you are weary and some of you are, are struggling, but I want today, I want this Sunday to be a time when you truly analyze what has God been doing in your life and see that it's worth it, that it's worth it, that what he's been doing is worth it, and that you have the strength to push forward because we've got a lot of work to do, right? We've got to let Jesus carry the weight. We've got to live in that. We've got to find rest for our souls. We can't strive in our own strength. That won't work. We've got to give it to Jesus. And so the Lord will work things out. Everything will be in his time. And as he says, if we do not give up, we will reap the harvest. So uh, to me, I'm, I'm just asking, challenging today on our celebration of our two-year anniversary. Are you going to keep going? Do we have another day in us? Let that be our prayer each and every day. Lord, give me another day. Give me another day before I grow weary. Don't let me stop. Don't let me put it away. Let me just keep moving one more day because sometimes that's all you're going to have. You might only have one more hour, one more service, one more life group. And that's all you can do. It's like, okay, fine, I'll do this one. Just keep pushing because what we find is just around the bend, all that grace and all that mercy, all that power, and we see what God has done in, in transforming people's lives and salvation. When we see people get baptized, when we see people come to the Lord, we see people growing. It's an amazing thing. And so we will not be overcome by the world. We'll have trouble, but Jesus has overcome the world. Make no mistake, the Lord is working. Well, thanks for listening to our sermon. Again, this has been a sermon from Axe Church in Camas, Washington. We hope you enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. If you did, you can subscribe to our channel as well as liking and commenting. We love to hear how these sermons are impacting you. You can also take a look at our podcast series that we have out. And we'll catch you again next week.